0: Will roll them away Welcome to the Inspired Word of God My name is Marcia Lord, I pray your word goes forth As we stand before your throne Open hearts and spirits to receive your word In the name of Jesus, Amen As we address lying spirits, keep in mind it often goes beyond a person who has the habit of being untruthful. Lying spirits are also spirits in the spirit realm that are lying spirits, deceiving spirits that come upon people sometimes. This doesn't discount humans who make the willful choice to be dishonest. We are human. We're not mechanical machines. God gave us a brain, and there are people who will simply lie in your face. They may do it to deceive you in an evil way, or maybe they're deceiving you or lying to you to gain favor with you. Whatever the course is, whatever the cause is, they make a willful choice to lie to you. This brings me to the next point from a spiritual standpoint. Learn to listen and trust God when he impresses something upon your heart. Obey him. While it is true that he will send people to us to speak a word to us sometimes, give us a message, when he does that, he will give confirmation. And sometimes people do this to other people, not realizing the work of, of Holy Spirit in that person's life. Most of the time, somebody, when they come to you to tell you something, God has already placed that in your spirit in the first place. It's already in your heart. And when you receive a message from them, that's just confirmation coming from the spirit for your purpose, for your satisfaction. You may hear something from one person, then go somewhere and hear that same person or hear that same message, rather, uh, spoken by someone else different, or preached by someone else different. And when you hear it, it hits your, your spirit right away. You feel it within your spirit the knowledge, the information is meant for you. This is the work of God. This is the work of Holy Spirit dwelling inside of you, giving you confirmation. The Lord may place something on on your heart that he wants you to do and you feel very strong in your spirit that you need to follow through with it. Then someone comes along and tries to convince you to do the opposite. No matter how convincing they are, be aware of that and take that to God in prayer if you doubt. If you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Lord has put something on your heart to do, just stand and do it obey do it don't let anything or anyone sway you from it for reasons unknown to you a lying spirit has placed you in a position to make a choice when they try to convince you to do something otherwise do what the lord has laid on your heart and be obedient in first kings chapter 13 there was a young judean prophet that God sent to deliver a message to a king. The prophet was approached by someone who deceived him and in doing so he disobeyed God. It cost him his life. You might be wondering why or how someone who is called to serve God, especially a prophet, can be deceived. We think of a prophet receiving messages from God. So how could they possibly be deceived by another? That prophet is still a human being. That prophet still has free will. There are many people who are called to serve God who fall into deceptive ways because of somebody approaching them with a lying spirit. Each and every one of us are still people. So it happens. Pastors, ministers, prophets, it doesn't matter what the title is behind the person's name. People are still people. Temptation knocks on everyone's door in one way or another. And some can recognize it. And some can turn away from it. And then others don't recognize it. Or if they do, they choose not to turn away from it. It isn't advisable to be disobedient to God because we as people still have to answer to God for our actions for our disobedience. King Jeroboam didn't want people in his region to go to Jerusalem to make sacrifices. He feared that they would start serving the king there and in time they would turn against him and try to kill him. So he did everything he could to keep them from going anywhere else to sacrifice, worship, or do anything. He did things in a sloppy way, and they were out of alignment with God. In 1st King twelve twenty eight, whereupon the king took counsel and made two calves of gold and said unto them, it is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Behold thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. And he set the one in Bethel, and the other he put in Dan. And this thing became a sin, for the people went to worship before the one, even unto Dan. So they know who delivered them from Egypt, but they let this king make two golden calves and put one in one city and one in the other, and they actually go up and worship the golden calf and praise the golden calf for delivering them out of Egypt, which it did not. The Judean prophet was sent to speak to the king, and he did. First Kings 13.4, And it came to pass when King Jeroboam Heard the saying of the man of God, which he had cried against the altar in Bethel, that he put forth his hand from the altar, saying, Lay hold on him. And his hand, which he put forth against him, dried up, so that he could not pull it in again to him. The altar also was rent, and the ashes poured out from the altar, according to the sign which the man of God had given by the word of the Lord." And the king answered and said unto the man of God, Entreat now the face of the Lord thy God, and pray for me, that my hand may be restored again to me. And the man of God besought the Lord, and the king's hand was restored again to him, and became as it was before. And the king said unto the man of God, Come home with me, and refresh thyself, and I will give thee a reward. And the man of God said unto the king, If thou wilt give me half thine house, I will not go in with thee, neither will I eat bread nor drink water in this place. For so it was charged me by the word of the Lord, saying, Eat no bread, drink no water, nor turn again by the same way that thou camest. In all of this, the young prophet obeyed God. He did everything he was supposed to do. He delivered the message to King Jeroboam, and he went on his way. An old prophet was told by his sons everything that occurred regarding the king and what the young prophet said to him. The sons told their father which direction the young prophet traveled. So the old prophet got on his donkey and went in search of him. It says in First Kings thirteen fourteen, and went after the man of God and found him sitting under an oak, and said unto him, Art thou the man of God that camest from Judah? And he said, I am. Then he said unto him, Come home with me and eat bread. And he said, I may not return with thee, nor go in with thee. Neither will I eat bread nor drink water with thee in this place. For it was said to me by the word of God, Thou shalt not eat bread nor drink water there, nor turn again to go by the way that thou camest. He said unto him, I am a prophet also, as thou art. And an angel spake unto me by the word of the Lord, saying, Bring him back with thee into thine house, that he may eat bread and drink water. But he lied unto him, So he went back with him, and did eat bread in his house, and drank water. And it came to pass, as they sat at the table, that the word of the Lord came unto the prophet that brought him back. And he cried unto the man of God that came from Judah, saying, Thus saith the Lord, Forasmuch as thou hast disobeyed the mouth of the Lord, and hast not kept the commandment which the Lord thy God commanded thee, but camest back, and has eaten bread, and drunk water, in the place of which the Lord did say to thee, Eat no bread, and drink no water, Thy carcass shall not come unto the sepulchre of thy fathers. The young man was deceived by the old prophet, and he lost his life because of his disobedience to God. Had he remained obedient to what God had told him, he would have lived. 1 Kings 13.25, And behold, men passed by and saw the carcass cast in the way, and the lion stood by the carcass, and they came and towed it in the city where the old prophet dwelt. My thought is, the young man had no problem whatsoever declining the invitation of the king. What was the difference here? Why did he go and eat with the old man in his house when he sat there and told the old man that he wasn't supposed to do it? God told him. The old prophet misled him to think that an angel had delivered a message from God. Being in ministry, the young man believed what he was told. He trusted the man who said he was a prophet also. He believed the prophet, spoke to an angel, and that that angel delivered a message from God. It is obvious the younger prophet should have declined the invitation and went on his way. That is what the Lord instructed him to do, and he already told the old prophet that he couldn't do it. He should have just stuck with his word and done what the Lord told him to do. But instead, he allowed himself to be deceived because the old prophet lied to him. He did not receive a message from an angel that received a message from God. Instead of just taking man's word for it, the young prophet would have been better off asking God if there was a change in the plans. But he didn't do that. He just took the word of someone and went with it. Often we listen to people because of their standing titles or positions. The older man told him he was a prophet told him an angel delivered a message from God but it was all a lie. It was a lying spirit, whether it was a lying spirit to test the young prophet or a lying spirit to just deceive him out of illness. It was a lying spirit and the young prophet was disobedient. When God tells you to do something, obey. The Judean prophet could have rejected the old prophet's invitation, just like he rejected the king's invitation, but he chose not to. People will present themselves to you a wolf in sheep's clothing. They may use all kinds of methods just to try and entice you to go their way and do what they say. The old man let it be known that he was a prophet himself. He said an angel spoke to him and that he had a message from God. People may come up with scenarios for you to partake in just to get you to fall out of alignment with God. They may find ways to manipulate you into a situation just to control you and the situation or deceive you. There are legitimate men and women in ministry, but it is a good practice to consult with God first before you take action. When people suggest you do something, ask you to do something, or tell you God said. I mean, we all have free will, we are human, we have a brain, we just need to take the time to consult God And get his confirmation before we act. Because it could be the difference between you being obedient to him or disobedient. Another way of being disobedient is denial. Self-denial. Which is lying to yourself. God tells you to plan. You disobey. And then you justify it. And you try to convince yourself or somebody else that it was God's will. And in truth, deep down inside, you know that it wasn't. I think of King Saul in this situation. King Saul was told by God to totally destroy the Amalekites. Destroy them all and everything they owned. He was supposed to keep nothing for himself but instead they kept the animals and they brought King Agag as a prisoner when Samuel came to Saul and he heard the noises of the animals he recognized that spoils were brought back from the battle so he questioned Saul in first 1 Samuel 1518. And the Lord sent thee on a journey, and said, Go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they be consumed. Wherefore, then didst thou not obey the voice of the Lord, but didst fly upon the spoil, and didst evil in the sight of the Lord? And Saul said unto Samuel, Yea, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord, and I have gone the way which the Lord sent me, and have brought Agag the king of Amalek, and have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. But the people took of the spoil sheep and oxen, the chief of the things which should have been utterly destroyed, to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God in Gilgal. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices, as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams." For the rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he also rejected thee from being king. Recall that Saul told Samuel that he did obey, when he truly didn't. From 1 Samuel 15, 20, and Saul said unto Samuel, Yea, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord and have gone the way which the Lord sent me, and have brought Agag the king of Amalek, and have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. Saul did not obey. He did not do what God told him to do. He convinced himself that he was right in keeping the animals to offer as a sacrifice to God. That self-denial was Saul lying to himself. He knew deep down inside that he didn't obey and that God did not tell him to keep the animals and use them as a sacrifice, nor did God tell him to capture the king and bring him back as a prisoner. Ignoring what God tells you to do, or you do it halfway, is disobedience. That is why Samuel told King Saul that obedience is better than sacrifice. Him being obedient to everything God told him to do is better than him keeping the animals, to make a sacrifice. King Saul should have done everything God told him to do and how he told him to do it. Though he tried to convince himself that he acted in obedience to God, Saul did admit to Samuel that he had been disobedient. 1 Samuel fifteen twenty four. And Saul said unto Samuel, I have sinned. For I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and thy words, because I feared the people, and I obeyed their voice. How many times do we convince ourselves that we are walking in compliance with God, though we are doing it halfway? We can try to justify it to appease ourselves, and often try to convince others, but we recognize when peer pressure is the cause of disobedience. We know that. Saul was the king, but he feared the people, and he obeyed their voice, instead of it being the other way around. So therefore, he went against the, the word of God. God gave the young Judean prophet specific instructions. He allowed himself to be deceived, and that disobedience cost him his life. Saul's disobedience cost him Being king. God gives us directives. He speaks to our heart. He may choose to speak through someone. God gives these directives to us for a reason, they are for His purpose, and it's a serious consequence in not listening. So let's talk about listening and hearing. To listen is to give attention with ear, to pay attention, to heed, to obey. To hear is to perceive a sound, the sense of hearing. To listen with favor, compliance, to pay attention to. So we can hear things, but are we listening? Because when we listen, we understand what we hear, we comply, and we obey. Remember when your teacher would tell you to listen? When you say listen, you want the person to hear and understand. You want them to comply. You want them to obey with what you are telling them to do. And remember when your mom or your dad would make the comment in one ear and out the other? Because they told you something and you weren't paying attention? It's because you heard it, but you didn't listen. Why am I taking you down memory lane? Because when God tells us to do something, it gets our attention right away. He doesn't say, listen up, or in one ear and out the other. When he tells us something that he wants us to do, it's serious. He tells us, he impresses it upon our spirit, upon our our heart. But we do have understanding, and he expects us to comply and obey. When we veer away from the path that God puts us on, we step out of alignment. We step into disobedience. At some time or another, we have all had that experience where we have a feeling or we have a prompt in our spirit that we need to do something or we need to go the other way or just stop. This often happens because God is redirecting us from catastrophe. Saving our life. You never know how many times Your life has been saved because you listened to Him when you got that feeling in your spirit. You heard that little voice that told you to to turn around or to go a different way. Disobedience to God can bring unnecessary trials and tribulations in our life that could have been avoided if we would just pay attention and if we would just listen. Every nudge or feeling that comes from a spiritual standpoint, though it may be subtle, it's important. It could be a warning, a redirection, a command to speak with someone, to do something for someone. It may be a directive for you not to do something or not to go somewhere. But there's a reason for it. When you obey and listen to what the Lord lays on your heart or what he tells you to do, you will save yourself headaches, anxiety, stress, pain, and heartache. And it could even save your life. Whatever method or vessel that God uses to get through to you, he has done it for a reason. All we need to do is just obey. In closing, Lord, I ask that you just lead, guide, and direct us to listen to you, to pay attention when you prompt us with something important in our spirit. You lay something on our heart or someone speaks a message to us. We can definitely pray and ask you if this is really coming from you, but you will give confirmation. All we have to do is just wait and pay attention and listen for it, and wait for it. There's a lot of things that could be avoided in day-to-day living if we would just trust you and listen to you when you lay things on our heart. Sometimes you give us big projects to do and accomplish, and then other times you just speak a subtle word to redirect us in a different direction, put us on a different route, give us a new journey, Whatever the cause, I pray that we learn to listen to you and obey your voice. This I send up to you in the name of Jesus. Amen.